Namaste, everyone. Happy full moon day and full Mars day. Something that doesn't happen very often. So we're just going to take maybe one to two minutes to let everyone know that we are here and we are live. If you are just getting signed on, welcome. Feel free to say hi in the chat. Feel free to invite friends or share this out to your stories, by the way. And if you're catching the replay, no worries. Feel free to fast forward accordingly. <laughs> hi, Lisa. Welcome. Welcome everyone that's just getting tuned in. So as you're getting signed on tonight, you might wanna have something to drink, you might wanna have something uh, to write with, something to take notes with, and any other you know woo or metaphysical tools that you wanna have in the circle tonight. If you wanna bring any energy into our circle in this energy that we're sharing tonight. By the way, my backdrop is a little bit different tonight. Hello, hello everyone in the chat, hi. I'm in my bedroom right now, by the way. <laughs> I um, normally transmit to you from my office that wooden back, uh, backdrop. I still have a wooden backdrop. It's just my headboard. But my son's bedroom is connected right next to that wall or that corner where I sit to transmit our moon circles. And he is currently in bed with dad trying to go to sleep. And so I don't want to make a lot of noise and wake him up. So I'm down the hall in the master and I'm here on my bed and uh, welcome, welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> this is where we're doing our moon circle tonight. Hi Paula, welcome to the transmission. Okay, so first off, if you are here live, feel free to let me know how you're doing with this full moon. Maybe you didn't realize that Mars was coming into play and how are you doing with that? It's a very fiery moon, very fiery energy. I'm also curious to know if you have Mars um, ruling your chart in any way or if you have Gemini in your big three. Are you a Gemini moon, Gemini sun rising? Are you a Sagittarius sun moon or rising? Those signs will be affected tonight. All right, so I'm gonna grab a drink before we officially get started and then we will dive a little deeper. So I always like to start with taking a few deep breaths and I invite you to do the same. Whenever you're ready, deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Maybe just shaking up, loosen up, ground in. Let's do that again, deep breath in. Out through the mouth, maybe with some sound. Just vibrating that throat chakra a little bit. On this last one, if you can, arms overhead, inhale, big stretch. Exhale, bring your hands down. Shake it out, loosen up. Welcome to our virtual moon circle celebrating the full moon in Gemini and Rohini Nakshatra. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, intuitive, a channeler of the divine, and I host these free moon circles through the ether every new moon and full moon that I can. I've been doing this for about four to five years now, 
and I'm so excited to be here with you tonight to tell you a little bit about the moon, the full moon, the energy going on right now, the zodiac signs that are influencing our energy, and anything else that you might want to know about this full moon portal. So tonight we are going to talk about the full moon in Gemini and also the full Mars in Gemini. So Mars is currently retrograde right now. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but this moon and Mars are together opposite of the sun in Sagittarius. And we're going to talk all about that energy. We'll talk about full moons in general, kind of what that means to be in a full moon portal and how that affects us. We're going to talk about Vedic astrology tonight. We're going to talk about this moon being in the lunar mansion or a nakshatra of Rohini. We're going to do a breath work practice or a kundalini pranayama practice just to invite in more air energy. Gemini is the air element and anything else that comes through, anything that we feel like we need to talk about. I also have a tarot reading tonight as usual. I always pull cards on the full moon and new moon and I'll talk about that towards the end of our transmission. So I'm just giving a little wave here to these people signing in, saying hi, welcome. Got quite a few people logging on here. So feel free to say hi in the chat. Utilize the chat tonight to share how you're feeling, to share any comments, any questions, insights, wisdom. We're all here sharing this space together. This is a circle, right? So it's not just me talking or leading or facilitating. This is also me holding space for all of us here to communicate about what's going on with this moon. So before we dive any deeper, let's talk about full moons, because maybe this is your first time ever tuning into a moon circle, or maybe this is you're kind of a novice in the world of astrology or learning about the moon. What does it mean to be in a full moon portal? Well, it means that the moon is opposite the sun right now. So imagine me, my earthly human body, being planet Earth. On one side, we're going to have the moon. On the other side, we're going to have the sun. So the sun is reflecting light back to the moon, which is reflecting onto the earth. And the moon is lit up by the sun. That's why we can see it when we look outside. And this also amplifies the energy of the moon. Now, our moon is only related to our planet, right? It's not related to any other planet. And we know that the moon affects the tides. It affects the oceans. It can affect our weather. We know that it probably affects our energy. If you didn't know that, think about the word lunatic, as in luna, as in lunation, as in lunar energy, right? Full moons tend to make us a little crazy. Full moons tend to be associated with Halloween and spooky energy and werewolves and all kinds of craziness. And if you happen to work with children, if you work in childcare, if you work with um, autistic people or children or anyone on the spectrum, if you work with people and if you work in mental health, if you work in healthcare, if you work with birthing babies, <laughs> you're going to notice that full moons impact us differently than other times of the month. Hi, Madeline. Welcome. Glad to have you. So now that we know a little bit about 
that, about the moon, about the astronomy, let's talk about the energy, the astrology. The sun is more of our doing energy, our yang energy, our taking action energy. The moon is more of our resting energy, our turning within energy, our yin energy, our feminine energy. Whenever we have the full moon illuminated by the sun, we have both masculine and feminine energy coming into play. That's a lot of energy from the cosmos affecting us. And by the way, we need both of those energies in order to survive on this planet. But when both of those energies are amplified, we have what we call heightened prana or life force energy. And so when we have heightened prana, we feel kind of pulled up or excited or more um, heightened with our energy. And in the world of yoga, the top of our inhale is where we find prana. So if you inhale, 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 you hyperventilate, you get a little dizzy, right? So prana is here at the top of our body and beyond into the cosmos where that moon and sun are, and we're pulled up towards that. We're also pulled up gravitationally towards the moon more than the earth. So we're more in our minds, we're more in these upper chakras, we're maybe feeling a little spacey, maybe feeling a little irrational, or we're overthinking things, or we're over-emotional, we're feeling overwhelmed, we could be feeling all of those energies right now, but also we have the heart in our upper chakras, right, and our lungs, and our throat, so we might feel like being social, and, you know, getting together with other people that we have relationship with, whether it be friendship, or family, or romantic partner, we might feel really excited right now, and joyful right now. Now, we might feel also very courageous right now, but not really thinking about what we're doing, okay? With us pulled towards the moon, our balance is off right now. And also, the balance of our rational mind between the rational and the irrational, the logical and illogical, that's a little imbalanced right now. So it's not a time when we make the best decisions or really just tune into proprioception, you know, the things around us, the spaces around us, our balance. This is a time when there are more um, injuries than any other time of the month. This is a time when there are more ER visits than any other time of the month. So it's a time to be careful about your actions and what you're doing, but could be a time to have a lot of fun as well. So with that being said, there's always a zodiacal influence on the moon or an astrological influence on the moon, right? Just like the sun switches zodiac signs about every 29 to 30 days, about every 29 and a half-ish days, the moon rotates through a full lunar cycle and every two to three days, it shifts zodiac signs, okay? So right now, the moon is opposite the sun. It's halfway through its lunar cycle. So it's around that day 14 to 16. Now, because it's opposite the sun, it's going to be in the zodiac sign 
opposite the sun. This is how you can always know what sign the full moon is in. If you know what sign the current sun season is in, you just look opposite the zodiac wheel and you'll know what the moon is in. So right now we're in the sun season of Sagittarius, the sign of the cosmic archer, traveler, wanderer and wanderer, the cosmic philosopher, right? And this cosmic huntress, hunter energy is playing into the moon and heightening that energy a little bit. But opposite of that, we find Gemini, the sign of the cosmic twins, the cosmic mirror, okay? So we're reflecting more energy than anything. We're not so much absorbing that energy of the sun. We're more reflecting a bunch of energy back onto us. So what does this mean for us? Well, it means that Gemini energy is impacting us even if we aren't a Gemini, even if Gemini doesn't dominate our chart, even if we are not an air sign. Now, if we are all of those things or any of those things, then we are going to be impacted more by this moon than normal. Also, if anybody is ruled by fire. So if you are a fire sign, if you are a Sagittarius, if you are a Leo, right? If you are a, anybody know the other one? Anybody? Aries. <laughs> so if you're a fire sign, you're going to be impacted a little bit more right now, especially Aries, because you're ruled by Mars. And this is a full Mars as well. What the heck does that mean? Well, it means that Mars is conjoined with the moon and actually directly behind the moon right now as we speak live on this transmission. And when the moon and Mars conjoin, then that's going to amplify a lot of internal work. Mars is the planet of work war, taking action, masculine energy. Then we have that masculine energy again, right? So we have masculine and feminine energy aligning and opposite this masculine sun in Sagittarius, okay? Mars, when it's usually coming into play, it's encouraging us to get work done, to take action, okay? Maybe work towards our professional goals or professional life. However, Mars right now is currently retrograde, means that it is as close to the Earth as possible, currently spinning backwards, passing by the Earth. And when Mars is in retrograde, it's about working differently. It's about doing work on the inside more than the outside. It's about working on dreams and visions and, you know, things that you want to see come to fruition but aren't there yet. When Mars is moving forward and impacting us, it's more about things that are already here. But this is about the things that aren't here yet, the things that we need to work on, okay? Now, because the moon is completely aligned with Mars, because Mars is completely opposite the sun, we have what seems like a full Mars, just like we have a full moon. And that means everything involved with Mars right now is going to be amplified, especially because we have this masculine solar energy amplifying this masculine 
planet, okay? So masculine energy, you might feel like you want to take charge. You might feel more masculine no matter what gender you identify with. You might want to be a little bit more of a warrior. You might want to go to battle right now, planet of war, right? So be careful about how you're triggered right now underneath this moon because this is a time when you can get heightened, when you can get angry. You know, you think about the fire of Sagittarius, the fire of Mars, the air of Gemini. What happens when you have fire and air, right? And heightened prana, so that inhale. Fire and air create more fire. So you can get really fired up right now, really excited, fired up for your dreams, fired up for others and others people's dreams as well because Sagittarius energy is playing in and Sagittarius is the cosmic optimist and cheerleader and always wants to support other people and tell them to go after their dreams but we also have this fire of like you know sometimes our passions on our personal beliefs and opinions make us a little fiery towards others. We could have a very fiery tongue right now. We could lash out if we're getting irritated. We might just feel like screaming because we're overwhelmed, right? So there is a lot of fire coming into play with this moon and a lot more masculine energy than normal. So before we go deeper, Let's bring in our five elements. And this is something that I do every moon circle. And I always tell you that if you do not have these elements, it's perfectly fine because we're connected through the ether. You're going to absorb the energy of these elements. Even if you're catching this on the replay, you're still getting the energy. Now, if you have these tools, if you have these elements, great. If you want to bring them in right now and enhance the energy of our transmission, or if you just want to have these in your own full moon rituals and practices in your spaces right now in this full moon lunar, lunar portal, then these are the suggestions that I have for you. So I always start with some sort of earth element, some sort of crystal or gemstone. I have a couple tonight. Actually, I have three. So the first one I have is agate. And I love agate because it's so different no matter what you're looking at, there's so many different kinds of agate. These are both agate, but two totally different kinds, right? Here's another one, white on one side, beautiful yellow on the other side. My lighting's really good tonight. I'm also wearing agate on my malas here. So I've got this green is an agate, this pink is an agate, this uh, clearish white is an agate. So agate is a pretty attainable tumbled stone and it's very unique despite being the same stone, okay? We are in the full moon of Gemini, the sign of the cosmic twins and even identical twins have differences, okay? So even though this is all the same stone, they're all different, different colors, different kinds. And so that's why I'm using agate in our circle tonight. Now you might also want to use lapis lazuli. And I just have one little piece here. It's also on my bracelet. It's this blue with a little bit of pyrite speck in it. A lot of times 
lapis. There you go. That's a good sheen. Lapis will have pyrite flecks in it. Not always, but sometimes. And this is a blue stone. This works with our throat chakra. Again, we're working with air element tonight, and the throat is where we move air from our heart out of our mouths. Our throat chakra also rules this moon a little bit because we're in this sign of Gemini. Gemini is an air sign and loves to talk, loves to vibrate the throat chakra, loves to gossip, loves to spill the tea, <laughs> but just loves to talk in general. So you might have an overactive throat chakra right now. If so, you might want to bring more lapis into your life and you might just need more throat chakra support right now. You know, this is our center of wellness. This is where our thyroid resides. And this is a season when we don't necessarily take care of ourselves the best. We tend to drink more, eat more, consume more sugar. We tend to get a little complacent and lazy with our physical and fitness practices. We tend to set ourselves set ourselves ourselves aside because we're busy with all these other things for all these other people and that can cause some imbalances with our health. So if you need to work with your throat chakra and find more balance, support your immunity, support your health, you might want to work with lapis lazuli. Finally, I'm also feeling the need to work with angel light tonight. Now, anytime we're working with air element, we're also working a little bit with things beyond what we can physically see. And that includes our angels, our archangels, our protectors, guides, guardians, ancestors, etc. Angel light can help you connect to all of those energies that you need to connect to in order to um, stay on your path, in order to find insight and wisdom. And if you remember, if you tuned into our new moon circle, our virtual Sagittarius new moon circle, I did not um, seal up our circle and dismiss the guides and guardians. I left them for us to um, utilize and be with over this entire lunar portal. So, or at least until this moon. So angel light might help you to connect to the other side if you need a little assistance. So I also have another earth element. I have white sage, and you could use any smudging material if you would like, and it could be Palo Santo, it could be cinnamon, lavender. There's a lot of different things that you can burn, but the, re the reason I like white sage is it's kind of about new beginnings and really... Um, really powerful cleansing, purifying smoke comes out of this. Now, I also want to mention in the theme of purity, I always say this, that I source my smudging materials from sustainable places, from ethical places. I'm not um, getting smudging materials that are harvested illegally on indigenous land or harvested in a way that would go against sustainability laws or anything like that. I also shop local, so I buy my um, smudging materials locally, and I know that she gets them from good places. So you just want to make sure that you're using um, pure smudging materials. If you're using them to purify your spaces, right, you want to have a pure energy with that. Ooh, it's really lighting up tonight. 
So I combine that with the element of fire, that is our second element, and then we get our third element, which is this wind or smoke. Now it's always interesting to see where the smoke goes. I have not smudged this room in a bit, and the smoke is kind of going straight up. Now, of course, I've smudged myself, and I've smudged you guys. I've smudged guys and gals. Um, I've smudged the tech, but I'm going to go ahead and take that around me, and I'm going to take it around you. By the way, counterclockwise releases energy. I'm also just going to smudge these materials that I'm using to transmit to you with, just so that we have a pure connection. Smudge a little bit of my throat chakra. Ah, oh, smells really good tonight. By the way, when I bring that to you and me, the smoke practically dies out. And it's really interesting to watch your smudging smoke because when you have a lot of smoke, you know you need to cleanse your air. You know you have a lot of energy you need to release. When you don't have a lot of smoke, it's the opposite, that your, your energy is pretty good and pure. So that has already, that's completely burned out. It's not even smoking anymore. So we're good, right? We're cleansed. We're pure. I'm guessing that some of you smudge. <coughs> clear, my, clear my throat here. Okay. So moving on to the element of, well, all the hearts. <laughs> all the hearts. I know y'all are smudging today with this moon. Whew, maybe you already did. Um, moving on to the water element. I always suggest that you just have water. Have water water, especially underneath the full moon, especially under a fiery full moon that can really dry you out and dehydrate you. Water helps to cool you. Water helps to move your energy. Water moves things out that you need to release. Full moons are a time of release. Water cools your throat chakra if you're feeling a little fiery there. And you could use this full moon portal to charge some moon water, by the way. So you can set out a receptacle of water to absorb the um, frequency of the moon. You can drink that water afterwards. You can use it in your ceremonial practices. Maybe you wash your face with it or your hair with it if you have enough water. You could use it to do a little spiritual shower. You could make a smudging spray out of it. There's a lot of different ways that you can use and cook with it. You know, a lot of different ways that you can use moon water. A couple questions that I get. I've really been into the theme of practical magic lately and helping you all understand the ways of the woo in a more practical, modern manner. Let's talk moon water really quick because this is a good time to make moon water. Well, tonight here in Southeast Iowa, it's supposed to start raining at some point. What happens if it rains? Um, well, you could continue to set it out as long as you have a sealed container. The rain's not really gonna impact anything. Or you could bring it inside, set it in a window, set it in a doorway, set it in somewhere where the um, lunar uh, rays will still hit the receptacle and that water can absorb the light. Well, what if it's cloudy? What if I can't see the moon? It's okay. It's, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there shining on us. And even if we can't see it, we've still got that energy coming down. Again, what if it's not safe for you to put out moon water? What if you're worried somebody's going to mess with it or you just can't put it in a window put it somewhere where it can absorb the light from the inside, you're good to go. 
So I always also use aromatherapy and I love using aromatherapy because it combines the element of water. Essential oils are liquid. Air, because we're inhaling the oil, breathing in the aromatic particles, and it comes from earth energy. It comes from plants. Aromatherapy comes from plants. So I have two oils tonight. The first one is frankincense. Good old Frank. If you are just getting into using essential oils, I highly suggest that you invest in a good quality frankincense. Yes, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be worth it. Frankincense is the oil of the father. It provides a very supportive energy. Now, this has nothing to do with your relationship to your father. It just has a fathering energy to it. And we talk about, about you know, the energy of the mother and mothering ourselves and nurturing ourselves and taking care of ourselves. But what about fathering ourselves. I talk about this in my Conscious Creators program. You know, we need to father ourselves as well. We need to encourage ourselves. We need to support ourselves. We need to provide for ourselves. And we're in this Sagittarius season right now. The Sagittarius sun is lighting up this moon. Sagittarius is hunter, huntress, very independent, sustainable, sustaining energy, okay? So if you need to feel like you need to support yourself more or father yourself more or encourage yourself and motivate yourself more, bring some Frank into your life, frankincense. Now, we also know that frankincense is pretty popular this time of year because we're in the holiday season and this is supposedly one of those spices, you know, that was brought to the birth of Jesus, frankincense, gold, and myrrh, right? Frankincense is a holy oil. It is used for meditation. It can help you to turn more within. And that is something you should always be doing during a full moon, but especially this full Mars and full moon because it's very triggering. So turn more within right now. Face your fears, face your shadows, you know, be strong, be brave. That's another fathering energy, but face your shadows and figure out what you need to shift and change and evolve and morph in order to become a better person. Frankincense can uplift your mood. If you're just feeling a little overwhelmed, it can bring you back down into balance. It promotes cellular health, so it supports our immunity as well. And it's just a great oil to use in general because you can use it from babies all the way up. There's not many things that you can't use frankincense with. It's anti-cancerous as well. Um, I anointed my son with frankincense down his spine within moments of him being born. It's a very great oil to use for overall balance. The other oil I would suggest using right now, if you have any of it, is vanilla. Now, yes, you could get some sort of vanilla extract, but I'm using Madagascar vanilla oil. You could use vanilla absolute, but make sure that you're trying to use a more concentrated, pure form of vanilla and not something with uh, like a tincture with alcohol because that's not going to have the same effect as the actual pure oil. Vanilla oil raises your frequency. It uplifts 
your mood. It combines with a lot of things. It's great for baking this time of year. You know, it's a time when we tend to be making the cookies and all of the goodies. Maybe instead of using the vanilla extract, you try a drop of vanilla oil to flavor instead. It could be a really interesting journey. I like to use vanilla oil when I'm um, flavoring like my chai. Uh, some people like occasionally I'll have a coffee. I might put a drop of vanilla oil in that. Um, you could put it in your water, have a little vanilla water. Um, really great smell for your home. So this is a time when we're indoors more. And I mentioned smudging to purify the air, but using vanilla can also help purify the air as well. It really, um, makes the air smell nice and especially if you have you know family gatherings or gatherings with friends or loved ones or you just want to make your indoor smell a little better you might want to throw a couple of drops of vanilla in your diffuser or on the stove in a pot of water just to make things smell nice and you can combine frankincense and vanilla and that might sound like a really interesting um combination and it smells it smells really good like when I just smell these two from the bottle. Mm. So the reason I suggest combining them, by the way, is because frankincense can be really intense on its own. So can vanilla. But when you bring them together, when you combine their forces, they actually have a really beautiful, subtle smell. They kind of ground each other in, cancel each other's fierceness out, and provide a really smooth note of um, aroma to your nose. All right, finally, we have to talk about our dun, 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 fifth element, which we've already kind of mentioned. It's the ether, it's the internet, it's the digital spaces, it's the place where we are connecting, whether you're tuning in live or you're listening to the replay. This is a space where, you know, everything moves beyond dimension. So moves beyond time, moves beyond space. That's how you can absorb the energy of all of these elements. Now, I wish I had smell a vision in the phone. I wish we had that technology yet and you could actually like smell the oils, <laughs> right? I can't move that energy to you, but you're certainly getting the frequency of these oils. By the way, both vanilla and frankincense are very high frequency essential oils, which means that they're going to uplift your frequency and mood as well. So the ether is a great place to connect because as people tune in over time, as they listen to the replays down the road, the energy is actually enhanced here. And you can really feel that if you go back and listen to this transmission, you know, maybe a couple of months from now, once more people have listened to it, it will feel different to you. It will have a stronger energy, especially when we do our breathwork practice here down the road. So ether is a great place to connect and it's why I use the internet to do my moon circles and I don't typically do them in person. I prefer to do them online. So with that being said, I'd like to call in the guides and guardians of the five directions. Now I invited them in on our new moon circle back when we honored new moon in Sagittarius, but I'm going to invite them in again in case anyone else wants to join the cosmic party, right? And you can join in on this prayer if you'd like. I'm going to start by taking a deep breath. And with that deep breath, I start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the East with the element of air, influencing our airy Gemini full moon tonight. 
Also knowing that this is the last full moon of the year and full moons represent deep release. And so we take deep exhales to let go of what no longer serves tonight. We exhale away thoughts that are limiting and don't serve us. We exhale away behaviors and actions that don't serve us. We exhale away words that do not serve us because words are air moving through our throat chakra. We thank the guides and guardians of air for new beginnings and for being in our circle tonight from the east. And now we move on to the south where we invite in the guides and guardians of fire. The south represents this transformative energy, what comes from the ground and moves up from there, what decays and grows, transforms. It invites in an energy of change and a catalyst to ignite us towards what sets our heart on fire. This fiery Sagittarius sun is influencing us to go after our dreams. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water. And although there isn't a lot of water coming into play with this moon, we do know that the moon always affects our internal waters and tides, our emotions. We also know that with Mars retrograde and behind this moon, conjoined with this moon, that we may need to do internal work on our emotions to find more emotional balance and harmony. And we also know with this water element we are navigating time these last few weeks of the year, and we are deciding what we want to carry over into the future. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with the element of earth. All of these earthly elements that we brought into our circle tonight, the agate, the lapis lazuli, the angelite gemstones, the white sage, the fire, for fire has to have a certain alchemy on this earthly planet to produce and appear. We are thankful for the winds of this planet, the smoke of this planet that purifies. We're thankful for our ancestors. We're thankful for the generations behind us and the generations ahead of us. We're thankful for the earth element and the guides and guardians of the north for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the spirit realm, the Akash, the fifth element, the ether, guides, guardians, angels, archangels, deities, cosmic beings, Cosmic Source Energy, Source Consciousness, Christ Consciousness. We invite in this Universal Source Energy into our circle tonight and we thank the guides and guardians of the Spirit Realm and the Fifth Element for being in our circle tonight. Hmm. I'm going to grab a drink. We'll dive a little deeper. So let's talk a little bit more about Gemini energy. 
we've talked about Sagittarius. And if you want to know more about Sagittarius energy, by the way, go back to my previous moon circle. It's on YouTube. It's on the podcast, the Follow Your Path podcast on my website. You can find it here on Instagram if you scroll through. Um, We talk all about Sagittarius energy because the new moon was in Sagittarius. Now we have to move on to Gemini, Sagittarius's opposite because the moon is opposing the sun. Gemini is the sign of the cosmic twins. This is a time of reflection. This is also a time of deflection. Geminis like to gossip. They like to take what they see and hear and reflect it back out again through their mouths. Okay? This is a time where we may want to gossip. Maybe we're with more people than normal, or we're socializing, or we don't know what to talk about. Let's not do that, okay? <laughs> Let's try to not have an overactive throat chakra, especially in a non-supportive way. Instead of talking about others, right? And when we gossip, we're talking about people in a negative way. Could we talk about people in a positive way? If we actually want to talk about somebody, if we really feel the need to talk about somebody, can we say anything positive about them? Or can we maybe just, you know, reflect a little bit and maybe see that maybe they're going through some challenging times or some traumas that are causing them to behave in a faulting way? Let's try not to judge Let's try to, again, see ourselves in others. Would we want others talking about us, especially if we were going through hard times? Maybe we show up to the grocery store looking a little a little scrubby, okay? And maybe somebody sees us in the grocery store and then they go over to their friend, oh my gosh, I saw Rachel in the grocery store. She looked horrible. I don't know what's wrong with her. Like, she must be having something going on. When the truth is, maybe I was just, maybe I was just tired. (laughs) Maybe I just didn't feel like getting dressed up that day and I'm actually perfectly fine and all is well and nothing is wrong with my life, right? Do you ever have those days where you just want to go to the grocery store in your sweats and your Crocs or your flip-flops and be grungy? right? This is just an example. But I'm just saying that this is a time when we tend to see more people or we want to talk about more people. So let's try to turn the tables and let's try to shower those people with love and light. Just like the full moon illuminates us now, let's put those people in a spotlight of love. Let's illuminate those people in their light instead of talking about their darkness. Now, the other thing that can happen right now is this is an energy when we also reflect from others. Geminis have a tendency to want to be socially accepted because they're very social people. It's a social sign. Air is expansive, right? It has no bounds. So it just wants to spread itself out. And so Geminis have this tendency to take on bits and pieces of other people's likes, interests, hobbies, personalities into their own because they're trying to mirror that person to be socially accepted. And then what happens with that is sometimes they start to absorb some of that and get confused about what is their own and what is of others in the external. 
So this is a time to pay attention to how you're expressing yourself, how you're showing up to the world, how you're acting, how you're behaving. Are you behaving in an authentic way? Are you living your life and expressing yourself in an authentic way? Or are there facets of other people that you've picked up that you're now projecting out or reflecting back out? You know, this full moon is about inner work. You know, typically a full moon in Gemini is about being social, about getting out. It's around the holidays. It's a time to eat, drink, be merry, attend those holiday functions and parties, those work parties, you know, everything that's going on. But when we have this Mars energy playing into everything, especially a retrograded Mars, we might not want to be as social. We might want to turn more within and work on ourselves and work on really who we are and how we want to show up. So I'll let you decide how you want to manage the energy, right? There's, there's no right or wrong. But know that this is a time when you might need to work on yourself and get back to yourself and rediscover yourself and figure out who you are. Now with that, I'm going to segue a little bit. I'll get back to Gemini, but I want to segue. I want to talk about Vedic astrology. The Vedic astrology of this moon, and I'm no expert in Vedic astrology, by the way, but I always bring it into our moon circles because it's an interesting energy. It's always some sort of same sort of uh, story <laughs> that our Western astrology wants to tell. So this moon in the eastern side of the world is in Rohini Nakshatra. Rohini is Sanskrit for the reddish one. And this represents the eye of the Taurus bull or the red eye of the Taurus bull. There's also a star called Antaraz that resides in here and it's a red star. And it's interesting that we have this red star coming into play because we also have Mars coming into play with this moon, right? So there's a lot of red energy. There's a lot of fiery energy. There's a lot of masculine energy, right? But there's a lot of root chakra energy because red is the color of our root chakra. Mulad Muladhara. <laughs> Had to slow down there. And Muladhara is where we first develop who we are. It's the things we absorb from our family and our tribe and our caretakers to help us develop our own personality of who we are. It's why as we get older, we see bits and pieces of our parents and ourselves or other family members or siblings. So Rohini Nakshatra, the reddish one in the eye of the Taurus bull, is also fueled by the energy of creativity and fertility. Because fertility resides, yes, in the sacral chakra, but also our reproduction is in root chakra. Okay? So... Rohini Nakshatra is all about getting back to our most authentic self, who we are, our personal interests, and then also not only our personal interests, but our hobbies, our pleasures, the things that we are into, and the ways that we like to be 
creative. Not just in a procreative way, but just in a creative way. This is a time also with Mars retrograde coming into play. We always have to factor in some of this other stuff going on in the cosmos. This is a time to maybe look at all of those things that you enjoy doing at your core that bring you more pleasure and joy and maybe see if you can do more of that and get supported for it monetarily. Can you do it for a living? Maybe not full-time, maybe part-time. But don't we all have that dream to just do what we love for a living? To just be supported and doing what we enjoy, right? So I've loved astrology my whole life. And I'm not getting paid to do these moon circles. I get a little bit of payment through Facebook stuff, right? Facebook, Instagram, social media, monetization. Trust me, it's not much. But I do birth charts. I get paid to do that now. I used to do it for fun, for practice, for fun, to learn more about astrology. Now I've done well over 50 birth charts and I get paid for it. And guess what happens next year? I'm raising my rates (laughs) because I have experience and I have good positive feedback from the work that I've done, even with complete strangers. But I'm doing what I love for a living. I have a website. I have a program that teaches you all about the moon because I don't know if you know this about me. I'm pretty passionate about the moon above all else. (laughs) It's a weird angle. So many tattoos these days. This was one of my first tattoos, my moon tattoo. Love the moon, been into the moon for a long, long time. Even before I realized that I could, you know, be an astrologer or use astrology in my professional life. So one of the things that I'm going to do under this moon is start working on my next program, my next online program, Advanced Moon Magic. So right now, not to like pitch and sell and whatever, but Moon Magic is 50% off. You can get it for 22 bucks on my website through January 12th because guess what's happening in Aquarius season. I'm going to put this out in Gemini style with my throat chakra right now because I want to make this commitment and want to hold myself up to this. This is something I've wanted to do for a year now and this is the time with Rohini Nakshatra with Mars retrograde and full moon and Mars and all that. It's time to go after these dreams. I want to make advanced moon magic and I want to create a subscription where you pay $13 a month and you get to tune into so much more than I offer here. I will give you guidance on the Vedic astrology of the moon, the Western astrology of the moon, certain moon ceremonies and practices you can do, including guided audio, video, you know, maybe live stuff as well. You're going to have workbooks or worksheets or what I call fun sheets. You're going to learn what kind of crystals to use with the moon, what kind of oils to use with the moon, you know, any other tools to use with the moon, practices, practical magic, advanced moon magic and practical magic. So I'm going to launch this in Aquarius season. And so right now I'm wanting to work on that more. And so I'm starting to create the outline for it, the things that I want to put in there. I'm starting to take notes on the different Um, astrological alignments of the moon. So I'm preparing for that now. So that's one example. But 
what do you enjoy doing? Even if you don't do it for a living, if you if you don't get monetarily supported or, you know, it doesn't have to be money. It can be trade, right? Trade of goods and services in order for you to give out your goods and services. But is there something you do or make or is there a gift that you have that you want to be supported in more, <laughs> right? Now is the time to not only bring it to light, let the full moon illuminate it and highlight it, but it's a time to actually work on it. Now, if you're struggling to move forward in your dreams, it's also time to do that internal work to break through your personal glass ceilings. It is time to break free of your limiting mindset, your limiting programming, your limiting self-beliefs and behaviors. It's time to move forward and stop it, okay? So we're going to do a breathwork practice tonight to help with that. Not, not just yet, here in maybe just 10 minutes from now, we'll do it. But I bring this up because some of you may have been tuning into my podcast right now. And I mentioned on the new moon in Sagittarius that I was going to start sharing my India story via the podcast one day at a time, one, one day of my journey at a time, one episode at a time. I have started to do that and I have stopped and I haven't really stopped. I still have audio to um, edit and put out in the next couple of days, but I have stopped. I kind of had to take a pause where I always seem to stop sharing the story. And it's literally day like two of my journey. I always stop there. And I took some time over this week to ask myself why I was doing that. I used this rising full moon to ask myself why I wasn't moving forward with this thing that I wanted to do with this goal I had set, with this work that I knew I needed to do in order to really move forward with other things. I needed to get this story out in all of my experiences. And what came to me was that I had trauma that I needed to process, that I had shock and awe for my first 48 hours in India that I had still five years down the road not fully processed. And I don't know if any of you have ever traveled to the other side of the world or to a third world country or somewhere very different from where you are, but it can be very shocking. And sometimes when we go through a shocking event, even if it's not harmful or traumatic in our body, or our emotions, if it's just like kind of shocking to our energy, we can sometimes black it out in our memory. So I have a lot of childhood trauma. And when I reflect back on the first maybe like 14 years of my life, I don't remember very much at all. I mean, I'm talking not very many happy memories at all with my mom. Just very, very little as far as memories at all. And I know that's because I blocked a lot of things out. So I had this aha moment this week that I had not moved forward with this story because I hadn't really taken time to really reflect back. Here's that Gemini energy reflecting. Reflect back on that day. Like, 
you know, moment by moment, piece by piece, and get rid of all of that like trauma and, and shocking element that I had absorbed and let all of these other memories come through. And now I can move forward because I've processed that and I don't have that like self-limiting behavior anymore. In fact, I've already got the notes out for the rest of my podcast. I'm going to be recording it tomorrow morning. I'll have it out to you within the next like 48 hours. So pay attention to where you're limiting yourself right now. Pay attention to limits around creativity, especially when it comes to creative dreams or dreams around doing what you love for a living. Rohini Nakshatra is ruled by Brahma. Brahma is the god of creation or the deity of creation. And this is a fertile energy. Taurus energy is very fertile. Taurus season comes during springtime. And this particular nakshatra, this lunar mansion, is actually where the moon thrives the most. And our moon energy is creative energy. It is feminine energy, right? So we have this very fertile, creative, like womb energy coming into play right now to fuel whatever we want to bring into the world. So pay attention to the things that bring you pleasure, the things that are authentically you, and start taking action on doing more of that in your future. Okay, let's mosey back over to the western side of the world real quick. Let's talk quickly about Gemini, just a little bit more. We have to talk about it just a little bit more. Gemini is the sign of the twins. It's the cosmic mirror. It's a time when you might be reflecting, looking at things and reflecting them back out in gossip, looking at things and reflecting back out in judgment, looking at things and absorbing them back in, little pieces of others to make you the person you're trying to express right now. Gemini energy also tends to have you reflect in a different way, okay? It tends to have you reflect, how do I put this in words? I'm going to take a drink of water because I want to get this right. Take a pause. Pause down my throat chakra here. Okay. Gemini energy, this full moon in Gemini, may have us deflecting from our own personal shadows, faults, behaviors, things that we don't approve of, of ourselves. But we might be talking about other people's problems, challenges, faults, behaviors, instead of shining light on the own shit that we need to work through. <laughs> Is that the best way that I can put that? <laughs> Please give me a little heart if you agree. It's a time when, you know, we have a lot going on, right? But we're more social. It's the holidays. We got to put on the happy face. And I'll just be real right now. I do not have family of my own that I associate with during the holidays. 
I have a living sister. I have no idea where she is. She reached out last year during the holidays and then she disappeared again. She deals with mental health and addiction. I have no idea. I have a mother who is living in my hometown who I moved out of her household when I was 14. I haven't spoken to her since I was really around like 18, 19. Um, I took over custody of my sister from her when I was around like 22. I have had no relationship with my mother, even though she is still alive. I have one living grandparent. I believe he has now moved back to my hometown. I found that out through just like the occasional curious internet search. And again, haven't spoken to him in 15 years. Really don't have anything to do with him. Other living members of my family, extended family, they're all with their own families. We don't get together, not for any disagreements or anything. We just have our own lives. So I'm also here, you know, 12-ish hours away from my home state in my husband's hometown. So when it comes to the holidays, I spend a lot of time with my husband's family or with the external or with work or socializing in different ways. And despite all all of that socialization, I get a little lonely. I get a little like, I feel a little weird about the holidays. I've always felt a little weird about the holidays. I think anybody too that's like more into like a pagan Celtic high holiday mindset gets a little weird about traditional holidays anyway. But I do, I get a little weird around the holidays, partially because I'm feeling a little selfish. Like I don't have family that I'm hanging out with or my traditions that I'm carrying forward. Now I have a little guy now and I have a family and we're starting to develop our own traditions and our own stuff. And so it's not the way it used to be and I don't feel as lonely as I used to be but I do have those things come out right now now I'm talking about that here because this is a vulnerable safe space right this is a space where we share but do I talk about this during the holidays for the most part no like if you come to my yoga classes I'm not going to talk about this very much and probably going to have a happy face and be in my joy and be happy to be around all of my yoga students, and I'm not going to talk about that. Or I might even find myself deflecting and wanting. I caught myself doing it today to my husband. I just caught myself kind of deflecting and wanting to talk about this other person who was talking about another person. And then I realized that I was literally doing the same thing. So I was deflecting my own behavior and I'm an air sign, I'm a Libra, and I could tell that this Gemini moon had me wanting to gossip, right? And then I was sitting here gossiping about this person who was gossiping and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to take a good look in the mirror <laughs> and see see what's going on and STFU, shut up, right? <laughs> so sometimes we deflect and we talk about others and their situations and their scenarios and their challenges and their faults and their behaviors that we don't approve of. And we're actually doing the same thing or behaving in the same way. Or we have that behavior in us that we don't approve of. And so there's something about the justification of talking about it out loud that makes us feel better. But it also takes the spotlight off us and it puts it on somebody else, right? So this moon might be a really good moon for you to do some talk therapy. Go see a therapist, go see a counselor, do some talk therapy online, chat with a neutral source instead of somebody that is like a friend or somebody that knows you that's just going to like support whatever you say, right? 
Find a neutral source that you can talk about things with about yourself, the behaviors that you don't approve of, the shadows, the things that you're trying to change. Talk about them with somebody else that isn't going to judge you, that's going to support you and help you. Now, if you don't want to do that, cool. Can you have an internal dialogue? Can you journal right now under this moon? Can you turn more within and journal? Maybe you start and write about these other people that you want to talk about if you're feeling that. And then maybe from that, you start to see things within you that start to come to light, right? You could also talk out loud on your recording on your phone or do an audio recording or a video even if you wanted to. Um, Sometimes when you hear your voice and what you say, it can be really impactful and powerful. Now on the flip side, you might also want to take a Vipassana right now, which means a silent retreat. Now maybe you stay silent for days. Maybe you stay silent for a day from sunup to sundown. It's not very long right now because we're moving into shorter days. Maybe you take a few hours where you're more silent. Maybe you just choose to be more silent and listen to what you want to say, but you don't say. It can be a really powerful practice to do, especially when we have a moon that makes us want to talk and a Mars energy that makes us want to cause a lot of conflict and battle and be kind of negative about things. Okay, so with that, and by the way, if you have any questions about anything, any comments, anything you want to share, please put it in the chat. Anything about Vedic astrology, Rohini Nakshatra, being creative, Gemini energy, Mars energy, Sag energy, any of it, throw it in the chat. Otherwise, we're going to do a breathwork practice. We're going to do a little kundalini pranayama tonight. I just learned this pranayama practice maybe a week ago, and I've been using it, and I actually used it to have this aha insight moment about my podcast, to break through that limited behavior of not moving forward talking about day two and moving on with my journey. I used this breathwork to help with that. So this is a breathwork practice to help you break through your limitations. Maybe it's limiting thoughts, limiting behaviors, limiting programming. Maybe it's anxieties because sometimes our anxious thoughts are telling us stories that haven't happened yet, but they hold us back from moving forward. This breathwork practice can help with that. And this is a good time to embrace breath work, right? Because we're in an airy moon, air element. So we want to encourage the use of breath right now. Madeline says, by the way, she loves the idea of that practice, the practice of having the talk therapy, the internal dialogues and whatnot. You know, exercising throat chakra in a healthy, positive way, right? You know, Sagittarius is a positive energy. So that is illuminating us right now. So let's embrace the positive instead of the negative. So how do we do this breathwork practice? Well, we're going to do it maybe for two to three minutes, and I'll watch my little clock up here on my phone. We're going to inhale to a count of five through our nose. We're going to hold in that prana. We're going to hold in that inhale for a count of 15. You can do it, I promise. And then you're going to exhale for a count of five again. And if you need to do it to the mouth, go ahead, preferably the nose. Exhale the way you need to, though. This is a time of deep release with this moon, okay? Now, here's what's going to happen. 
You're going to feel like you need to breathe. But try to hold it out, okay? Now, if you get dizzy, if you get lightheaded, if you are pregnant, if you feel nauseous, if your energy feels unhealthy in any way, or you know you shouldn't be doing this breathwork practice, don't do it, right? There are other practices that you can do. There are other breathwork practices that you can do. Deep inhales and exhales like we did at the beginning of our transmission. But if you can do this practice for just like two to three minutes, it's going to help you break through limitations. And I'll explain why after we're done. I have to shift my legs. I'm a little, we have restless energy with this moon. <laughs> and my legs are restless. And I need to, I got a little knee pop there. I had to stretch out. Okay, so I'm going to come up and switch my seat. Get a nice tall spine so that I can really breathe. I'm going to encourage you to find your posture as well. Take a deep breath in and out just to reset. Okay, let's do this breathwork practice together if you can. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, exhale, two, three, four, five, inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you can do it. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, exhale, 2, 3, 4, 5, inhale, right away, 3, 4, 5, hold, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Halfway, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Exhale, 2, 3, 4, 5. Almost there. Inhale, 3, 4, 5. Hold, 2, 3, 4, 5. Six, seven, eight, nine, almost there. 13, 14, exhale, two, three, four, five. Last round. In, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Finish strong. Fourteen, fifteen. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. Close your eyes. Breathe normally. Come back. 
I think I just burped like three times. <laughs> Releasing limitations on my digestion and on my breath. So just take a moment to notice how you feel. Notice what comes up. Get your breath back. When you're ready, blink your eyes open. So feel free to share how you navigated that practice, how you feel after. Might be the very first time you've held your breath that long or in that way. And even if it hasn't been the first time, it's not an easy thing to do, right? Especially when you're not allowed to exhale or inhale any longer than that hold. Because our bodies want to maintain balance, right? We are constantly working to maintain equilibrium. We're working to breathe in equally as much as we breathe out equally. And again, breathe in just as much equally as we just breathed out. Breathed out? <laughs> Whatever. When we sleep, we do breathe in that way for the most part. So when we have this inhale and then we're holding for a long time, and then we're exhaling again. Then we're coming back into that inhale, which is a balance of the exhale. But then we're holding for a long time. Our body is like trying to maintain balance. Okay. And we want to break out of that long hold, but we hold it anyway. And it gets a little easier each time, right? You're working your breath muscles, your diaphragm, your ribs, your core muscles. But you're also strengthening your lungs. And you're strengthening your confidence. Because you realize each time that you do it, it gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And you think, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, I'm almost there. I can do it. I'm almost there. I can do it. Right? So this helps us to break free of our limits. Because a lot of times when we're at our limit, when we're at our personal glass ceiling, we've gone the farthest we can go. And we're just not breaking through that. So we just need to know that we can do it we can do it, that we need to just break through just a little bit more and we can break through just one more step and we can break through just one little change and we can break through. So use this practice, use this breathwork practice. You can do it anywhere from a couple of minutes all the way up to 15, I think is the max. I did it for five the other day and that was, that was pretty intense. So I would say start with two minutes go up from there. Always start with two minutes and go up from there. It's a good sample time for breath work. Madeline says she feels completely refreshed and so lovely. Awesome. Yeah, it gives you a little reset. Just kind of makes your energy feel good, right? And also think about all that prana that you're holding, right? So you're inhaling and then you're holding that prana, life force energy, gets you really excited, ignited, right? And then you're letting that go and you're releasing whatever blockages keep you from breathing in again and holding with more ease. So you are releasing a lot at the same time that you're bringing in this new prana, which is really powerful. Okay, loves, I want to share the tarot reading with you. And then if we don't have anything else, we'll seal our circle from there. I am going to, once again leave our guides and guardians with us tonight. So I'm not going to do a release prayer. Certainly you can, if you'd like. But I just feel like wrapping up the end of the year, 
you know, we're in these last few weeks. It's the home stretch. And it's a good time to have our guides and guardians with us. We're moving into darker times. Winter solstice is coming. Darkest, longest night of the year. Colder days and nights are coming. Winter season, right? It's a time when we go into seasonal depression. It's a time when we're more within and we're not getting as much sunshine and vitamin D to boost our mood. So it's a good time to have our angels with us, our archangels, our protectors, our ancestors. It's a good time to do a lot of internal work, but maybe have a little little help from the other side along the way. So I'm going to leave the guides and guardians with us in our virtual circle. They'll hang out in the ether with us until next time. And then when we come into our new moon in Capricorn on December 23rd, I'll do a full opening and closing prayer with our circle. I do want to do a quick little prayer for the cards. Just taking a nice deep breath, warming up my throat chakra and also thanking the cards for being in our circle tonight, inviting in whatever messages we need to receive knowing that this is just an alternative way to hear and see what we need to hear and see. We thank the Tarot for being in our circle tonight. <clears throat> so I always start with a past card. I pulled the Nine of Pentacles in reverse. So anytime we have Pentacles, it's about fortune, money, abundance, luck. When we have the number nine, we're dealing with a sense of completion. You could think about nine months in the womb, gestational period. It's a sense of working on something and it coming to success. So hard work paying off. However, we're reversed. Okay. So when we have the reversed nine of pentacles, this is about gaining fortune, money, abundance by doing work in a different way. And also the hard work hasn't paid off quite yet. Okay. So with this being pulled as the past card, I see this as a reminder for us to look back on the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us pleasure, the creative ventures that we like to do, the creative outlets that we use to emotionally express, the things we like to craft and build and mold and make and write and express in different ways. And maybe see if we can use some of that to earn a living or to bring in money or to bring in fortune and support. Maybe it's a gift that you have, some sort of psychic sense or some sort of keen ability to interpret astrological birth charts, <laughs> you know, something like that. But whatever it is, can you go into that creative mode right now and do work there instead of so much work in the external world? You know, this is a time, it's the holiday season, so it's a time when people tend to take more time off work from their normal jobs. Can you use that time to work on your hobbies, your interests, the things that bring you pleasure? And can maybe find different ways of doing those things so that you create more time and money freedom. This card is telling you that it's possible. But you have to do the work on it. You have to work on your dreams if you want to have that dream life.
had the itchiest nose tonight, guys. I'm sorry. If you're on video, you just see me like itching my nose like crazy. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I was always told that someone's coming to see you when you have an itchy nose. That's what my Nana always said. So maybe someone's coming to see me. I don't know. All right. For our present card, I have the Eight of Wands. So anytime we have wands, we're dealing with magic, alchemy, transformation, change. Anytime we have the number eight, we're dealing with a recycling of energy. A, what goes around comes around. Hello, Gemini moon, <laughs> the mirror reflecting, right? And also seeing a little bit of the magic in that reflection, right? When we take time to really see ourselves in others, there's an emotional alchemy that takes place. We ignite our heart chakras. We start to find more love and compassion for people, more kindness for people. This is also a very magical time of the year. It's a time when we're giving more, when we're, you know, working to give out from what we receive, to be charitable. It's also a time of travel. So going away and coming back again. And when we have the Eight of Wands, this is about ease of travel sometimes. Notice how there's this ribbon just kind of weaving in and out of all of those latticed wands. There may be a journey ahead of you underneath this moon. It might be an emotional journey, but it's going to be easy to do the work because Mars is retrograde and fully illuminated and behind this moon, encouraging you to go on that inner journey and do that inner work because you'll navigate it all with a little bit more ease than normal. Now, this also signifies actual ease of travel. So if you're traveling right now during the holiday season, it might be a little easier, but it comes from you envisioning that ease and believing in that ease and trusting in that ease. We do have Mars retrograde. Whenever Mars is retrograde, we tend to have more traffic accidents and issues on the road. There's been a couple of train derailments recently and definitely been some accidents on the road. So be careful, be aware, pay attention. We're in a Gemini moon. You can be easily distracted. Let's pay attention. But if you envision your travels happening with ease, they should. Because these eight of wands, the wands, the eight of wands, this signifies that you create your reality. You co-create your reality, all right? So you receive whatever you reflect out and believe in. For our future card, we have the six of pentacles also in reverse. So we had two reverse cards tonight in pentacles. So whenever we have six, we have the number of community. We have, again, a little bit of magic coming into play. We have family and support. And when we have the six of pentacles in reverse, this is saying, hey, you might want to support others with your finances but don't expect to get it back. 
right? So again, being a philanthropist right now, being charitable, donating to your organizations, helping people out. Now, we do get a little bit of a kickback. Notice this is the sign of the scales. This is Libra energy, but this is the sign of the scales telling us that, hey, we, do get, we get a little kickback in a different way. So whenever you donate to a nonprofit, you get a, get a tax write-off, right? But also, this is about other ways that you may need to loan yourself out right now. Maybe you do need to physically like loan somebody some money. Somebody comes to you and asks for a loan, okay? Maybe you're loaning your time. You're giving of your service. Maybe you're loaning your gifts. Maybe you're doing a little bit of giving away more than usual this time of year, okay? Just don't expect to see the return in the same way. So if you loan a friend $100, I'm sorry, you're probably never seeing the $100 again. But you know what you are going to see? Karma tenfold in a positive way. Because Sagittarius energy is playing in right now for the rest of this season, for the next couple of weeks. And Sagittarius energy is all about giving. It's the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. And it doesn't ever want to give to itself. But Sagittarius people are surrounded by love and surrounded by support. And they're usually very successful. And they usually handle money with ease because money travels to and from them with ease. Okay? So give of yourself 100%. Give where you can. Give where you feel called. But just don't expect to receive back. We should always be giving without the expectation of receiving, right? We should just trust that that's what we should do. And the law of attraction will bring it back to us in a more positive way, in an exponential way. Now, the Six of Pentacles also represents a little bit of caution, Okay, so be careful who you're lo loaning your money to. Be careful where you're giving your money to. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> in case you didn't know this or in case you just never thought about it. Okay, because this is something that I used to do when I worked in retail and I never thought about it. And I always did it after I worked in retail because I never thought about it. But recently, I had light come onto it and I was like, oh, hmm, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Okay, how many places are you going right now where people are asking you to donate to things? Round up your change to donate to this organization from this grocery store. Round up your change at this pharmacy store to, to help us donate to this organization, right? American Diabetes Association, American Cancer Association, like Toys for Tots, whatever it is, okay? Salvation Army. Now, if you want to give, you give. You give, 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 okay? But why not give yourself? Why are you giving through the channel of the grocery store or whatever, big box retail corporation, where they take all of those little quarters and dimes and nickels. It's like a gumball machine, okay? So they take all their little quarters and dimes and nickels from their gumball machine, and they take those thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions, and they do give 
to that organization, okay, whatever it is, and then they write it off on their taxes and they get a tax break. You can do the same thing. So let's say that it's for lymphoma, okay? Let's say that it's an organization for lymphoma and you're at the grocery store and they're like, oh, do you want to round up your change to the nearest dollar and give to lymphoma, okay? You could say, no, I'm okay with that, thank you. And you could take that amount, that 75 cents or 25 cents or whatever, or you just decide how much you actually want to give towards curing lymphoma and you write a check to that nonprofit organization with that dollar amount and then you write off that dollar amount on your taxes. Give out and get back in a different way, okay? (laughs) There's my secret, okay? I also want to say that, you know, on the topic of purity a little bit, because the six of pentacles in reverse also represents you maybe getting taken advantage of. Maybe it's with your money. Maybe it's with your energy. You know, your energy is more valuable than anything when we're talking about value, right? A lot of times these bigger organizations these bigger nonprofits, Susan G. Komen, American Cancer Association, there's American Diabetes Association, you know, whatever it is, the big ones, the big ones, okay? A lot of times that money that, that you're giving is just going to pay people that work there like CEOs and, and, and bigwigs that are running the nonprofit. And a lot of times that money isn't going towards what it, you think it is. Okay, so why not give to more local organizations, local charities, things where you can actually see your money going to work? Okay, so for example, last month, my yoga studio donated to a local cause called Build a Bed Burlington. They're building beds for local families and kids in town that don't have beds to sleep in. And I've literally seen that money turned around and turned into beds and bedding for kids in this town. And I know it's going to that. And it's not paying some, you know, random bigwig of some corporation with like a million volunteers. It's going towards a local cause. So think about it, right? Six of Pentacles in reverse says, think about where you're giving money, time, energy, effort. Make sure that it's pure. Make sure it's with the right intention. And make sure that you're going to get a return in a good way, in a positive way, but don't have expectation. Does that make sense? Right? Start close to home. Yeah, I agree, Madeline. Start close to home. And if you're curious, this month my yoga studio is giving to a local farm sanctuary. And we've already seen some of that money go to work. Actually, I was able to donate last month $100 that was matched on Giving Tuesday to make it $200. So there are a lot of great ways that you can give. And it doesn't have to be for a tax write-off, okay? Like my yoga studio, I you know, you could talking about I'm just going to say it. I'll be the I'll be the elephant in the room, okay? So talking about being the the mirror, the Gemini mirror, right? So I just told you that corporations and companies take your charitable roundup donations or whatever it is and they give to give themselves a tax write-off. Yeah, everywhere that I've given with my yoga studio that is a nonprofit that has given me a receipt 
I will 100% write off on my taxes. But I don't ask for a receipt. I gave to this nonprofit. I'm not asking for a receipt. If they mail me one, then I see that as the universe saying, here is your karma, write that off on your taxes. But I don't always give to nonprofits or 5013Cs. I give to organizations that don't have their nonprofit yet on purpose because I don't want to expect a tax write-off or a kickback from it. I just want to give out of my heart. <laughs> okay. So think about where you're giving. Long story short with Six of Pentacles, reverse. That is what I have for you tonight, friends. Moon sisters, moon brothers. Thanks so much for tuning in, by the way. I know that this is a busy time. It's a time when you probably want to rest more during the holiday season. It's a time when your time is valued. And I appreciate you taking 90 minutes out of your time to be with me. Especially when I'm just sitting here hanging out in my bedroom. <laughs> so I hope you have such a blessed full Mars and full moon. This is a very unique alignment. This alignment hasn't happened for a couple of years. A year? A couple of years? I can't remember. It's It's been a bit since this alignment has happened to have a full Mars. So it's a powerful energy to do a lot of work and get things done in a good way with yourself, making transformation for the new year to come and, you know, making transformations in your life so that you can have more room and time for your dreams, the things that you enjoy. So we will meet again on Christmas Eve Eve <laughs> on December 23rd. It's a Friday. We're going to meet at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, again on Instagram. We're going to talk all about the new moon in Capricorn. We will have shifted into Capricorn season. We'll be two days into the season of winter. We'll have just moved past Yule in winter solstice. So an entirely different energy to talk about. I'm super excited to share all about it here in a few weeks. But until then, you know, deep breaths. Soothe that throat chakra, keep it positive, keep the air moving through it positive, keep tending to yourself and the inner work that you need to do, keep fueling your dreams and your creative ventures. So much is coming your way if you just keep taking action. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you, everyone else that was on the transmission tonight. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, everyone that tunes into the replay. Thank you for sharing this with your friends, by the way. Feel free to share this transmission out with your friends. And thank you for tuning into the other ways that I talk about what's going on in the cosmos. So if you haven't checked out my website, it's vnatlinay.com. I have information on the moon. I write about the moon every full moon and new moon. And I might say things that are different um, through writing than what I say out loud. So you might want to go read about that. I also write about each zodiac season. So if you want to go read about Sagittarius season, you can go to my website and read about that. I also write about the tarot poll that I did um, for this moon. And you can go read because sometimes things come out a little differently there. And replays, the video replays of the tarot reading that we just did and this entire moon circle will be on my website and my YouTube channel 
by tomorrow. The audio recording will also be on my podcast by tomorrow. So the Follow Your Path podcast, if you search Vina Lene, you'll find it a little easier than Follow Your Path. I think there's a couple of other shows with that name. But if you find me, you can start um, listening to season two of my podcast. I just launched that a few weeks ago, talking all about my journey through India, which actually happened around this time five years ago through November and December of 2017. So feel free to go check all that out and I'll have new episodes um, about my India journey coming up in the next couple of days. And I can't think of anything else I want to say right now. So cheers. Feliz Navidad. All those wonderful things. Seasons greetings. (laughs) Peace on earth and goodwill to all. (laughs) (laughs) Until we meet again for the new moon in Capricorn on December 23rd, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy with balanced throat chakras. May we all feel safe and at peace and also emotionally peaceful. And may we all feel loved, be loved, love ourselves and love one another. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Blessed be. Namaste.